Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Selfish. And today we're going to be doing a review of Maracaibo. Then we're going to be looking at our top five games that we're most looking forward to releasing in 2020. <laughs> you don't like that? It's too long? Thanks for joining us for episode number 33. <laughs> All right, residents of Meepletown, if you were here right now, you would see Dean on a box talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. You know why? Soapbox? Well, I I actually had you dressed as something else, but after that intro, I was like, why was that an unnecessarily long... You could have easily said the top uh, five most anticipated games of 2020. Yeah, but then it's it would have been a, a really short intro. It was we like, have a long intro th- They're going to do their top games that they are most excited about potentially possibly playing in the year. Oh, that was just... Uh, I think we needed to add more to the episode. I just I just busted out laughing because it was absurd. Absurd. It was, a, it was an absurdly long intro because of that. I, I feel like Meeple Town doesn't get to hear my voice enough. <laughs> it's always Johnny Selfish. Johnny Selfish. Jo- oh, yeah. Not enough Dean. I guess I should talk about why I'm named Johnny Selfish real quick. I think we know. So there... <laughs> oh, that's it. Hey-o. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out. Johnny out. Why do you... Why do you... But why do... I don't... You're... That's a quick walk. That's a brisk pace. <laughs> that's Johnny a, Short Legs. Yeah, got, <laughs> I guess so. Dude, you're offending people with short legs right now. Oh, why have, are you why are you so selfish? <laughs> so today, as we open up our episode, Dean and I are going to do. I'm not the only one. We're going to do a couple things that are just shameless self promotion. Are you okay with that, Dean? I mean, every episode is shameless self promotion. right? It is. We I guess want, so. We want people to listen to us. That's that's exactly right. So the first thing we're going to say is we mentioned uh, months ago that we have a website, but we haven't really promoted it too much. Uh, MeepleTownGames.com. If y'all want to go there and check it out, we absolutely have folks going there, but we uh, want to drive some more folk to the website because we have some sweet Meeple Town swag. 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 Stuff I just we felt all like uh, John Ralphio and Tom Haverford right then. Oh yeah, I was actually my mind went to the office at the uh, that convention they went to. Yes, where Michael gets the does he get like a Hawaiian shirt or something like that? I mean, he gets a whole bunch of stuff, <sighs> foam finger, all that kind of stuff. Hey, you know what's a good podcast that's way better than ours? We're is derailing the, quick. The Office Ladies. Have you listened to that? First of all, there is no podcast that's better than ours. Well, you so, haven't heard the Office Ladies. First of all, I'm going to. All I want to do is find a new partner right now. <laughs> hey, by the way, and this is the last oh, derail. Gosh. This is the last derail. Um, did you see the sign on your door in your office? Mm, I did. I don't know who put that there. Oh, I do. I have no idea. Johnny Selfish put it there. What happened? Whenever said- you, so, for those who don't know, <laughs> uh, I was speaking at a, a thing. Um, what last Wednesday night? Yeah, right. uh-huh. uh, and and Dean opened up by telling me that I'm his number two at Meepletown. That's right. That's what he did. And so somebody knew that I was number one Meepletown host and went and wrote under his office that says Dean Dunning, which you know that makes a lot of sense <laughs> since that's his name. Number two in Meepletown. Wait, how would you know it's there? number two Meepletown host? I saw it. You saw it. Yeah, people were taking pictures and sending it to me. <laughs> I feel like that's not accurate information. <laughs> yeah, so he is. That, that's the next poll. Who's the number one host? We want. 
So we want people to go check out our website so they can so they can check out some sweet swag. Some sweet swag, and we also, also there's lots of stuff on there. Yeah, we're posting all of our um, ratings and it's sortable as well, which is pretty cool. So I think that's nice. The other thing that we want to do to shameless self promote that's kind of hard to say a little bit. Shameless self promote. It's not that hard. I'm contradicting myself. You want me to here. do it? <laughs> I am. I'm... Shameless self promotion. <laughs> you gotta <I> couldn't resist. <laughs> oh, you it was got a little me. off. It was a little off. <laughs> Good. Is that we are incredibly close on YouTube, on the YouTubes to 1,000 subscribers. And so we start our YouTube channel after the podcast. As of right now, which is Tuesday. This episode is going to release tonight, actually. We usually... <laughs> we recorded way late this yeah, time. Yeah, we usually record a few days earlier. Um, as of right now, we're at 945. So anyone out there that listens to our podcast, that would just um, be very nice. It would be awesome if you could go there so we could hit that 1,000 subscriber mark. Because, uh, yeah, it would be awesome to do that. So back in... Ooh, when was this? Uh, maybe September, October? I called John up one day and I said, we're going to reach 1,000 before the end of the year. And he said, you're out of your mind. And I said, no, I'm not. And he said, yes, you are. And I <laughs> was a good story. <laughs> All right. But I, so mathematically, I figured out back. It was I, possible. It was, I think it must have been September. I think that's right. Because we were on track to reach a thousand before the end of the year. Did not quite happen, but we can make it happen. We can make it happen before the end of January. With this big push. It's you very think? possible. Yeah. We could do it. it well, oof. We got like a few days. A few days. It's, it's, it's very possible. It's it's very possible. So yes, if, if you if y'all help us, guys and gals out of Meeple Town, by going and subscribing to our channel, um, you know, I would love to tell you there's some kind of award, reward. Uh, there's not. Uh, just the bragging rights of saying that you helped us get to 1,000. You'll get a solo episode from John. A bonus episode, solo, just John. The monologues. <laughs> the John's monologue. Reading rule books. That'd be excellent. I'm just going to random thoughts from John. Are you, you okay over there? You got a frog <laughs> in your throat there, buddy. I can't reach my water. <laughs> <laughs> do you need some help? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Well, do you want to do a poll? Is that enough yeah. shameless self-promotion? <laughs> I think so. Unless we don't reach 1,000, then we're going to have to plug it again next week. That's that's going to be, that is their reward. Is that we won't keep talking about it over and over and over again. Um, There should be no reason why we don't do that. But anywho. All right. So let's look at a poll. And this poll I actually did based on our last episode. It's very simple. Do you enjoy a game less if you regularly lose at it? Have we done this poll before? No. We talked about it last episode. All right. And it really was birthed in I love you, baby. I love you, my sweetie. It was birthed in the reality that if my wife loses a game regularly, she doesn't like it. It's just straight up the reality. I've watched her not really like a game, and then she beat me, and she's like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> and I've also watched her be like, I like this game, and then lose bad and be like, mm, it's really not me. <laughs> you know, I think I there's... I love you, baby. I love you. <laughs> it's interesting. I think there's different factors in this one because, you know, if you play a... If you play a mean game, right, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like a survive. Sure. And you're constantly getting beat down, I would imagine you probably wouldn't like what? that so much. That's a good, that's an interesting right? point. Yeah. But if it's a, if it's a Euro, maybe not. Maybe you don't feel that way. But then again, if you, if you are constantly losing, maybe that, I, I bet that does shift. Some. What do you think Meeple Town feels like? So it's simple. Yep. With an exclamation point, so yes, you do enjoy game less, or no, I don't necessarily enjoy game less if I lose at it regularly. I think we have a lot of people who are 
Good sports in Meeple Town. That's what I think. And so you don't think that they enjoy a game less if they regularly lose that? That's right. I what, think the answer is nope. That is correct. Yep. What percentage do you think it is? 100%. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not 100%. <laughs> you know, when it first kicked off, it was for like the first like 10 votes or something. I was like, whoa, is it possible that like, I mean, I know we're going to get a lot more votes than that, or hopefully we will. Um, but is it possible that everyone just says that? But that is that did not happen. 75 79.4, so 80%. 80% of people in Meeple Town are saying, no, they don't necessarily. But, you know, 20% had, you know, the guts to say, yep. Were you I absolutely No. Oh, okay. No, I like game. I told you this. I like games more that I lose at, I think, because I just get more determined to do mm-hmm. better. So, uh, that yeah, it has no bearing on it whatsoever for me. But it's interesting. Like, 20% were, like, straight up. Yeah, how about you? Where do you fall on this line? Um, right there. I mean, that's, you know, I, I, I'm in the no, but, but again, like there are certain games, like I'll take Crokinole for example, cause it's, you know, a skill. I've never played that yet. Like a dexterity skill I've watched skill that game. played many times. Yeah. It's, tried it's it. a blast. So if I was constantly, like if I was playing against people that were so much better than me, I might not care to play it that much. So dexterity games might fall in that category. Mean games might fall in that category where I might not like my my view might be skewed based on getting beat all the time, but as far as like but Euro if you, games, but if you won and, a mean game, you would be like, yeah, it's cool. I love mean games. Like I love survive and you know, cash and guns, those kind yeah. of games. But I'm, the reason I say that is because after you had said earlier that if you lose a mean game, you might like it less. I, I don't know if I, I don't feel like that because I'm, I'm now in retrospect, I'm thinking if I win a mean game, it doesn't make me like it more. No, I mean if you constantly get beat down. So like you're just saying you're just saying it's just demoralizing, right? So yeah. for example, survive. If somebody is constantly going after you and you're losing because like That's somebody's true. just beating you down, then that wouldn't which be which I've had fun. happen, and it was not it has not been a fun game. If I constantly played game, yeah, that's true. If I constantly played a game where. But I don't think the reason that I wouldn't like it is because I lose at it. It's the reason I wouldn't like it is because... The people are jerks. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, exactly yeah, what, right. that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, it's just call. like, if you're just being a jerk to be a jerk, then if the game you know, gives the person opportunity to do that, and people are being like that, then anyway. So what were the reasons that people said yes? You said they give good reasons. What were they? Did you say that? No, I didn't say that. Okay. Uh, I, Wait, yes, you did. I right? Did? I don't think I did. You <laughs> that was just, me rewinding. You stuck your tongue out a lot. That was me re- <laughs> I don't know how to make the rewind sound. The rewind sound. Um, no, but there, there, there. Um, a couple comments here. I mean, one of them um, was it's 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 complicated. Um, depends on how bad lose and why. Which I think that probably falls into the line of what you what you saying, right? Yeah. Like it just it's not as it's not totally straightforward as to yes or no. Um, but that's why I said. Do you enjoy game left? Yeah. Anyways, but yeah. All right. <laughs> Good radio. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to respond to all the things you just said. So. That's why Johnny the monologue as a reward is going to be awesome. So, are we promoting anything else? What are we? What are we promoting? No, go to <laughs> just MeepleTownGames.com. Check out our swag. We would love. Hey, if you if any if if you go there and you and we we should have said this earlier. If you get some swag, we would love for you to take a picture of it and like put it on Instagram, Twitter, or whatever. We'd like love to see Meeple Town out about in their swag. Yep, that's right. And then besides that, YouTube's. Hey, I'm gonna promote something. I'm just gonna throw this idea out there. All right. Oh boy. I, I didn't even bring this up to you, but oh boy. John and I are going to be going to a convention this summer, and I thought I'd just throw it out there. So if you're thinking, ah, should I go to Origins? Oh, yeah. I, I might want to go to Origins. Well, Meeple Town, we're going to be there. 
We're gonna be at Origins. We're gonna have them press passes, baby. And we're gonna be, we're gonna be interviewing everyone. Uh, <laughs> I, that I, was weird. I don't like that it. was weirder than what I, I just said. I that was me like holding back vomit about to come out from that song. That's my R and B voice. <laughs> well, actually, then I also have the. That was your Tom Havel. Hey, baby. Hav- what is his name? Tom Havel. <laughs> Tom Havelford. Tom Haverford? Yep, nailed it. That's his voice when he sings, I think. Well, that's my it, he stole it from me, actually. All right. What are you what are you, <laughs> Wow. You're, man, right. what's going on today? Let me try that again. Jeez, Dean. All right, what you been playing lately? Okay, I can do that. I have played <clears throat> You think we talk about Alexander Fister a little too much on this? You do. Yes. I do. I have been lately. And especially since our review today is going to be Maracaibo. Well, here's a reason why I'm going to say Mombasa is because uh, after playing Maracaibo, I wanted to play Mombasa, Great Western Trail, and Maracaibo back to back to back. And I did so and had a blast doing it. And I'm so disappointed that Dean still hasn't played Mombasa or Great Western Trail. (laughs) We'll talk about that during the review probably. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. So in Mombasa... Fister has a lot of different mechanics and pieces that are going on in this game. You're playing cards to be able to do actions, but you're also putting cards like in Blackout Hong Kong, which he actually took, I'm sure, Blackout Hong Kong's mechanic from Mombasa since Mombasa came out before. But you're playing cards in, in rows after you've played them on top of your player board. And what's interesting is like at the end of your round, you're going to get to take one row of those three cards or four cards or whatever, five, depending on how many you've unlocked. So you're not only um, playing cards to do actions, but you have to plan like what order they're going to be in because it really matters for when you're pulling those back. But you're going up different tracks. You also have a really cool like area control thing in Africa where you're going out and you're investing in in, in different uh, companies, but you're also, as you're investing in those companies, they're becoming worth more and more valuable, obviously, as they go out on the map. And it can be a little bit mean because you can like take out other people's companies and knock them off. So I think you like area control. So I think that there, there's like, there's a, definitely a, a big area control um, part of the game, hand management, deck building, because you're buying cards to put into your hand to play those actions. You're going up a lot of tracks. Um, I think you would like it, Dean. I liked it very much. Now, I will say that I played it at two players, which I think is probably, I'm going to guess, the weakest play count, player count because of all of that investing in companies and um, area control thing. Because honestly, when I played with my wife, we had invested all of it. We had, there's four companies, and we didn't. one of them no one did anything in because I just don't think we had enough time to do that. Um, enough, you know, whatever. Moves. Yep. So anyway, I thought it was very good. I don't want to. I'd hate to kind of you know give it a real rating here at this point. I will say that after one play, it's probably on the bottom of Maracaibo, Great Western Trail, and uh, but still a very very good game that I very much want to play more. Um. Yep. I don't know if I care to play this one. I ma- mainly because like it, it. You don't like investing games that much, do you? It just depends. Like when we played Irish Gage, you were like, "Well, that's because that was a stinking pile." Well, it was. That is. But, oh. I mean, it, I like some like stockpile. I like stockpile. Uh, you like acquire. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, acquire is okay. It's just not your favorite, is it? Right. That kind of stuff. Well, no, no, no. It's not that the stock part is. I just don't think acquire is like it's a very dated game to me. Um, so it, that's not even the piece that bothers me as much. I, I think it's just because it, 
I guess because those games get compared so much, I'm like, why would I want to play the oldest version of that? You know, now that I played Maracaibo, nah, I'll talk about that during the review. Do I want to play Great Western Trail? Yes. The answer is yes, I do. But but Mombasa, I think, I don't know. And, I, and the way you describe it doesn't sound nearly as close as those other two are. But, They're not. It's yeah. not. It's that and Blackout Hong Kong are going to be the ones that are the closest there. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people say that this is just still better than Blackout Hong Kong. I want to keep playing them. I do think I like this better. I don't know if it kills it. I know a lot of people that say it kills Blackout Hong Kong and they have no desire to play it. I don't know if I agree with that. Um but maybe if I play it a little bit more. I do I did like this better, but I haven't played it that much. If so. we, yeah, if we have some time I'll play it. Sixty three overall is what this game is, yeah, is ranked. It's really high. It's super, a great it's a really high. good yeah. game. I, you know, I thought prior to it though, and again, this is one play with two players. I thought this could be way up there for me. So I was slightly disappointed going, it's really good, but I don't think it's like a top ten game like I actually thought it could potentially be that high. But if I play with more players, it may. It says best at four is yeah, what it says. I, 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 I absolutely think it would be. So I don't want to – that's why I could never give a rating until I play it a bunch several more times with more players. But I absolutely recommend it if you're interested in it. Yeah. I will. At some point, I probably will play that. But Great Western Trail is higher on my list of want-to-plays of his games. All right, so a game that John and I got to play. I haven't played very many games. I'll go ahead and say that just because I was gone for a week and – getting back, trying to get caught up on everything. It's just, it's been a little hectic. But John and I got together to play some games. And one of the games that we played was a game that we got a review copy of called Sorcerer City. (laughs) What is that? I'm shooting lightning at you. Okay. And in Sorcerer City, this is, it's a really unique game. This is a game by Druid City Games, uh, which is a draw for me. It's uh, by designer Scott Caputo, which is a, a draw for me as well. But in Sorcerer City... You are, it's a real-time tile-placing game, so you have that aspect. You have this deck-building aspect or tile-building aspect in the game. And then you also have uh, this, the mechanism of moving up on tracks, which is something that I've been really drawn to lately. And uh, so in this game, what you're going to do, you each start off with 12 tiles, and you're going to start a timer. They have an app for this, which is just a timer. You're going to start that, and then you're going to place all your tiles out. And then after you place those out, you're going to move up on your tracks based on how you've placed your tiles for different colors. So, for example, uh, the red track is the influence track. So if I have a tile on the the on my board that is that has a shield and it has like a three in a row symbol on there, that means for all the uh, all the horizontal or vertical tiles that are Um, with that tile, like, you know, including that tile, you're going to gain one spot up on that track for each tile in that Mm -hmm. row. Um, And then there's different configurations. So like surrounding shield tiles, you're going to get, you know, move up. There's three different configurations. Right. right. And yeah, that's right. Three different uh, configurations of that. So then you you move up on the on the track and then you, um, you do some other stuff. But essentially what you're doing is you're building up your tile deck. And so as you... As you play throughout the game, your your stack of tiles is going to get pretty big, but your the amount of time that you have to place those out is going to stay the same. And so we played two minutes, which I think is the normal time, and yeah. it gets pretty hectic. Like you play five years of this, and it gets yeah. where you're it's, not necessarily able to place all the tiles out onto the board because you have so many that are in your deck, and there's not like a there are ways to to kind of thin it out, but not enough, I think. It's interesting because the first round you play, you're like, that was easy. 
Right. But I think the, not only getting more tiles, but those monsters. Uh-huh. <clears throat> the monsters really change. Like, cause it, I think they take a lot of can potentially take up a lot of your time. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you're trying to decide which one to remove or whatever, you know, which tiles to remove, because that's what most of them do, have you require you to remove tiles or something. And, like, being able to quickly do that, I think, can make you a really good player or potentially a bad player in this right, game. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and so it's... This is a game that I, I was not disappointed by. I, I like this one. Uh, we're going to do... We'll do a, a video review of, of sure, this one yeah. at some point. But uh, but I, I think this one was was quite a blast. It's almost like I, I think I saw somebody compare that maybe it was Rado say that this was like Dominion meets Carcassonne meets Galaxy Trucker, and I think that's absolutely right. right yeah. And uh, sometimes when you do that, when you combine all those mechanisms, that's not the best thing. But in this game, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, man, time based games, speed games, they're not my favorite, mm-hmm. right? But this one was really cool. It was cool because I I thoroughly enjoy a good deck builder and your tile building. You're building a deck of tiles, basically, which is just, it's really neat how that works. Um, and I though you hate the monsters, I like the monsters at the same time because they just add that level of thinkiness. You know, you know they're in your tile, in your stack of tiles. When are they going to come out? And should I plan around it? In two minutes, again, at the first round, you're like, wow, I got plenty of time. And you're like, you know, filing your nails and D- Dean's painting his nails over there and all kinds of stuff. And I don't think I did. That. And, uh, and, but then I'm, and then, but, but I just, I just messed up myself. I nailed it though. <laughs> wow. Did you get that? Did, did you just say you messed on yourself? I just messed That's... up myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be bad. Yikes. That all would, right. That would be a, whew, that'd be a situation. <laughs> okay, so actually, now you're walking actually slow. Happened, it would be a whole lot more like. <laughs> I was like, you you're walk, right. You that walked was quicker bad. earlier just to get out of the studio. Oh you know? my goodness gracious! <laughs> I don't even know where I was. Oh, the those um, monsters, and I was just talking about the real time stuff um, and how you know. Anyways, at, but at, by the end, it's just like it's 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 tough to put the tiles there as fast as you can, and all these monsters are coming out and all these different things. It was really fun. It was really fun. It was interesting that going into the last round, I probably had the lead. And I, so definitely I don't like this game because I lost. Going back to the poll. Just kidding. Absolutely just kidding. But I botched the last round. I mean, a two-year-old could have taken tiles and just tried to figure out a way to spot them on the board, and they would have done better than me the last round. That's true. Right, Dean? Um, maybe it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird because you did so well. I had a couple monsters that I made like. Not only did I take too long to play, like in my playing them, I did them wrong. Like I didn't, you know, do them incorrectly, but I made the wrong top moves, and like it left all these gaps and stuff. And right. then, like, and then I could, I thought I could piece it together before, and I, and all of a sudden, it was like Dina was like, "It's almost over," and I'm like, "No." <laughs> Yeah. But it, it was it was a lot better than I I didn't come in with much expectations, but um, yeah, so it was a lot better than I I thought. Is it? Did it, it didn't blow my mind, but it was really fun. Yeah, this is one that I want to get played with with a larger group because this it plays up to six players, mm. and you know I I like Gar uh, oh goodness Galaxy Trucker. And, haven't played that one. But this doesn't feel like that, but like that same excitement that that we had at the end of that one. Like, oh no, I got to get all my tiles out. That was that was very prevalent in this game. So yeah. anyway, good. That's, uh, that's fun. Sorcerer City, look forward to seeing a video on that in the future. Now let's get to our overview and review of Maracaibo.
All right, so in Maracaibo, which is by Alexander Pfister and Capstone Games and Games Up, you're going to be sailing the Caribbean, Dean. And so it's fairly simple the way that the, um, the turns work out, though it can be extremely complicated as you get more cards and different things on the table. But the first thing you're going to do is you're going to sail your ship. And in, on, when you're sailing your ship, you can go one to seven spaces. As you choose how many spaces you're going to go, you're going to land on either a village or you're going to land on a city. If you land on a city space, you're going to perform the action of that city, which may be you're going to go up on the influence track or you're going to do a combat uh, or something like that. But you're also going to have the opportunity to deliver a good onto that city. And so if, if there's a good spot open, if Dean hasn't taken all the good spots, or the, the spot and I cannot do it or whatever. But so when you get there, you're going to deliver a good. If you do, you get to move a piece off of your board. And if you're familiar with Alexander Pfister's games, a lot of times you're going to be opening up more powerful actions and different thing on your own player board. And that's exactly what you're doing here. You're taking tokens off of your player board whenever you deliver the good. But it's also really interesting that all the cards, they have multiple purposes for all these cards. So the cards in your hand can be used for goods to deliver. They can also be used to be built into your tableau. And so you're making decisions like, do I want to deliver a good to this city? I don't know, because I also have this card that I really like to buy and put it into my tableau, which may give me a power. So that's what happens when you go to a city. You're going to either deliver good or do that action. And then you could, if you go to a village, you're going to have just several different options that you're going to have. And that is... You're going to be able to take a doubloon or discard all three of your cards, and, or all three, excuse me, all of your cards in your hand and get two doubloons, or you're going to uh, be able to buy a card or even buy into some in-game scoring at the end of the game. And so you're actually going to be able to do the amount of actions when you go to village varies based upon how many spots you go. So the further you go, the more village actions uh, you can do. Then you're going to draw your cards back up to your hand limit, and that's going to be basically it. Um, but there's a lot of things going on in this game. Like I oh, mentioned yeah. before, you're going to be able to... A big part of it is building your tableau, because when you build your tableau, you can have things like assistance that go out onto certain villages uh, or spots on the board, and then when you get to that spot later in the game, you can do a different action. Instead of just doing the village actions, uh, you can go explore, which moves your player uh, down this track that's going to give you victory points, that's going to give you quests, potentially different things like that over the course of the game. Um, you're going to have uh, people in your tableau that are going to give you in-game scoring. They're going to give you immediate bonuses. There's a, just, there's a lot going on. Indeed. I don't think do you think I should? I don't think I should talk a whole lot about. Um, is there anything else? That, I mean, there's questing in the game where you can, you know, turn in cards and, and do quests. But I could sit here and talk for 20 minutes about the different pieces of it. Just kind of wanted to give a, a decent idea. Is that? I think that's okay. good. And I think you know some of the some of this is going to come out in our conversation anyway. Uh, so let's yeah let's just jump right into the the uh, components art and components. What do you think? Okay, so the art and components of the game. Now, uh, I, the art's really good. I like the art. I like the art on the board. Uh, I like the art on the box um, that I'm looking at here. I like the art on the cards. I have zero complaints. I think that those are all really good. I think that um, it's it's cardboard and um, wooden pieces, right? So there's no crazy deluxe components or anything um, in here. In the now that's in the in the standard version. There is a deluxe um, version of this as well. So I have I do have the Capstone sent us the, the the standard version here. But I thought it was all fine. The only complaint I have about the components is the player boards. Um, they are nice thick cardboard, but they're 
they, mine were kind of bent a little bit to where they slide really easily on the table. And I mentioned earlier that you're going to be able to unlock certain actions. You have these little tiny discs on your board, on a board that's sliding around a lot, and it kind of caused some problems. Like it's easy to hit it, and then some of your pieces fly off, and you go, oh, shoot. Where were those at? And, you know, I don't lo usually love the really thin ones, but Dean does, the, the player boards that fit on your table. But I would almost maybe like that better in this game, the way those boards turned out. They were slipping and sliding. Besides that, everything else is very good, and that's a minor complaint. Yeah, and that the thing, the reason why I like those, those boards that lay flat, because that happens too often when you have cardboard player boards, yeah. uh, because they, they tend to warp, and then you can like spin them around, like you just said. And so in this case, the problem is, in this case, you couldn't have made like this dual-layer board because those discs still wouldn't fit in there. You still have to stack those on top of each other. So maybe if it was, if there were bigger discs in that situation, or if there were even yeah. like plastic interlocking disc, like in, That'd be uh, amazing. you know, like Blood Rage, like the scoring markers in Blood Rage, oh, yeah, something sure. like that would have been really cool. But but I'm with you. I, I really enjoy the art on this one. I think it's, uh, you know, it's funny because I just mentioned with Oceans, the bright, vibrant colors that you expect with like this ocean setting. Um, it didn't really like full on do it for me in in that game, but in this one, this bright board, you know, the the uh, the box cover is not like super bright, vibrant colors, but they're still it's still very colorful, and I, sure. I like it. So anyway, I I don't have many complaints, but but the ones that you expressed as well. Yep. I haven't seen the deluxe, deluxe components. Is it just metal coins and? It's metal coins. I believe. I can't even remember what all it is, honestly. Dude. Okay. I probably yeah. should have pulled that up, but I believe it's metal coins. And I think it is maybe, now that I'm reversing in my brain, it may just be metal coins. And it was honestly like 20 bucks more. And I thought, mm, when I was thinking about buying it before we got a copy, right. which right. again, appreciate it, Capstone. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I think I was thinking, man, is it worth it for that? price man i got a little something in my throat there john is a little uh john is a little a little choked up, up about the metal coins i guess <laughs> all right let's talk about the gameplay now you know john mentioned this at the end of the overview that there is a lot a lot going on in this game and there are some pieces that i really really enjoy about this game some some mechanisms and games that i tend to really be drawn to and mm. one of those is is multi-purpose cards yeah and I really, really like that in this game. I because the decisions in yeah. this game are difficult. They're they're really difficult. I think you have to think: Do I want to use this card for the resources that are on that left side, mm -hmm. or is this you know is this a card that I want to get to play into my tableau that will give me victory points and also give me a boost potentially? And it's those are really difficult decisions. And it's not like it's not like there's you know like Bruges you've got what eight or you know six or seven different uses for the cards it's not that yeah. in this game but there still are really difficult decisions. it is because you can use a card to get goods right now right to deliver goods right now that could unlock a new spot on your that's board. right yeah but you could also save that card because you need those to fulfill a quest which may give you even more power right should i wait and do that or like you said do i want to put that in my tableau because right now if i put it in my tableau it's going to take me up you know two spaces on the income track which then at the end of next round, I'm going to get more doubloons. Right. So it's, it doesn't, honestly, though, I'll, I'll say this. I didn't feel overwhelmed. Did you? Whenever you play it, were there times where you were like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do? I never felt like that in the game. I felt like there were hard decisions I had to make, but I wasn't feeling overwhelmed. Oh, no, 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 not at all. But it is, it is kind of a brain burner to do sure. really, really well. And um, I, I am not great at this game but i think you have to especially as the game progresses you have to think of how you're going to switch over from 
you know, collecting a lot of income, which is, is this is a way for a lot of games. But when do I switch over from the income part to to really just getting a lot of points? Yeah, and this is a victory point game. I should have mentioned that in the in the overview that you're just seeing who can score the most victory points. There's two tracks on here though that are really interesting. One is the income track, which is just um, how many doubloons you're going to get at the end of each round, at the beginning, um, excuse me, of the next round, and also a victory point like track that you're actually getting an income of victory points each round. So those two are really interested and early in the game. I feel like you've definitely got to figure out a way to boost those as much as you can, because there are four rounds and you want to be able to get a lot of doubloons to be able to buy cards. Cause that's what you do uh, with that. The primary usage of doubloons is to buy other cards, to put in your tableau, but also it'd be nice to get some victory points. If I could get 10 victory points every round while I'm, you know, I'm rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you're, you're hundred percent right. When, when do you make that shift, you know, and that's just a, a mathematical calculation i think right. really you know yeah, it can be and you're like all right so i think at this point now i just need to start going for the straight up victory points um yeah and so I, I like that about it especially because money is is difficult to come by early on in this game and you know later on the game it, well actually later on the game is difficult too because you want to put these really expensive cards out yeah into your tableau and you you can't afford to do everything that you want to do especially when you're thinking well i need to be switching over to points However, if I just get these, you know, 20 doubloon cards out there, yeah. then I could get a lot of points from this. And it's just, it's quite the challenge. So, so the, but those decisions, I really, uh, I really enjoy. Another part that I, I really like about this game that I think is, is unique um, and unique to me. I haven't played Great Western Trail to know if this is prevalent in that as well, but the assistant actions in this mm. one. So if you have some cards that have an assistant action on there, when you play that, put that card to play in your tableau, you're going to take one of your assistants and you're going to put it into the spot mentioned on the card. So it'll yeah. say, put this in, in spot circle seven or, or yeah. you know 19 or whatever. You're going to put it there. And now when you go to that space later on in the game, if you, you can take a neck, an extra action or you, you can take the action that's listed on there. Yeah. I think that's really, that's cool. I love I that. I like that. Yeah. Along those lines, like, I like I, I like the general pacing of the game, like as you're going around the board. And like so Dean it's interesting because Dean may put a lot of assistance out. But if I get to the end of the the circle, the Caribbean circle, kind of like a rondelle, you, you got this circle that you're going around. If I get to the end, then it ends the round. And so if Dean is sitting there putting out a million assistance and I'm just going, well, I'm not gonna do that, then Dean might not get to use a lot of his assistance because I'm going a little bit faster. Now with the assistance, you gain a victory point for everyone you don't use that two victory points for everyone you don't use that round, which is perfectly, it helps to balance the game out beautifully. Yeah. Because if someone was doing that, you can't get hosed because they're just going really, really fast. But you, you the pace of the game is really has to do with you and your opponent. Right. And all right. your opponents yeah. and how they're going. If they're going, there's no, there can't be a good score in this game really. Because if they're going, it depends on how fast people are moving around. When they get to that final spot, the round ends. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, and some games can be going. Some games can be really fast. Some games can be really slow. If everyone's just going to a spot or two every single time and taking those actions, you're not moving very much on there. And but then on, and then you also have that whole, you know, thing like 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 in the Rondell and Glenmore. Like, do I want to jump to this slot spot because I really want to do that action first? Because I want to deliver that good, or I want to get that quest finish finished, or man, I really want to do two more village actions before yeah. I go there. And so, but Dean might do it first, 
it's that's cool. I love the pacing of this game. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And it can, you know, it can it can be a very frustrating thing because you want to if you have a, a player who wants to be able to do all the things in the world, and you have somebody that's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. I just want to rush to the end. That can be frustrating to uh to them, but they're gonna you know, that's gonna control the the pace of the game, it like is. you said. Uh, Which I, is different than Great Western Trail because you can go to the end and then you start over and it doesn't start it over for everybody else. Right. So right. if you're if you're being slow, you can just go slow and you might not be able to deliver as much cattle. This game you can't it's it's over whenever the person gets to the end of the track, right? So it's almost like like a uh, like an Everdale where you can continue to take actions, except in this one, you, you can, but it's very limited, right? You're 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 only going to be able to take them out of actions based on wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in that last round, you can take a couple extra actions, but yeah, there's 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 some hands that do stop you, which I like that at the end of the track. Yeah. So if Dean gets to the end of the track, he has to stop on a spot. And then he has to stop on another spot. At the end of the game, you have to stop at two different ones. So that kind of helps the to where someone was jumping right ahead. You still can go, okay, well, at least I can do maybe two more actions or one more action before the round ends. Right. It's not an abrupt end. It's not a completely you, abrupt yeah. where he could just jump seven spots and it'd be over. Uh, you can't do that. So I, I love that. I really like that about the game. I also really enjoy, Dean, you can talk about this. I'm not a huge area control guy, but I really like the influence track. And so there's an influence that you have with three different nations um spain france and england right britain right and so based on how far you are in those tracks is how much influence you have with them but it's interesting at the end of the game you're calculating not only how much influence the multiplier of where you're at on that track but how many cubes are out on the board based on how many spots spain has because there's actions that you can take to give spain influence in a certain uh area city or a village you know on the board or whatever so like there's this area control thing that can be kind of mean because you can be boost bumping people out it costs you more to do that um but i i love that part of the game and i love the way the multiplication works at the end with that i would say i don't love that area control part no i don't dislike it but i think that the the part for me that was the challenge is that because you're looking at so many cards, you know, I've I've got my head down looking at my cards and all of a sudden I look up and wait, what just happened? There's there's different influence on the board than what there was in this turn. And um, so you really just have to be aware. Now, I will say the, the influence track, since you brought it up, is probably my least favorite part really? in this game because I think it's 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 more powerful than I would like it to be, I guess. I, I, I Because it is powerful. You it's get huge. a lot of points, and it's almost going to determine... I mean, it will determine the, the winner of the game in a lot of games, I feel like. And, and so if you're, if you're explaining this to somebody, you have to point out, like... This is important. Don't disregard this influence track, because it's yeah. going to be a lot of points at the end of the game. That's true. Um, but it's not that... You know, I'm not frustrated because I, you know, it can be. I mean, if someone, just, if everyone wasn't caring as much about it, then it wouldn't be as. But if someone gets that like six point multiplier and then gets a bunch out on the board, then sure. Then you're toast. So you have to pace <laughs> with the other players in everything in this game. Yeah, yeah, you but, really do. But then, like you know, if you're pacing faster on the 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 um, victory point track, the income track on the side. Then uh, you know you could I mean, if you, you could, could do jump well out there. I was gonna say if you could jump out to ten early, you know, and get 30, 40 points on that versus your other players. That's true. It's so a they, challenge though because it based it's based. It on, is a challenge. It's based on what's in your hand. Yeah, and um, so there is that a potential luck element there. That's so you have to play with the hand that you're the hand that you're dealt. I mean, I think my favorite part of the game is the tableau play. 
right? The cards that I'm playing into my Tableau, which are helping me build a, you know, income engine or a victory point engine, um, you know, or whatever, they, or in-game scoring or whatever. I think that that's, that's, that's the heart of the game, my favorite part of the game, at least, making those calls. Um, but there, one thing I do like, though, that cuts down the luck is that you're not just blind drawing these cards. You can blind draw them, but there's also four out. And those four that are laying face up, you can pay a doubloon to take one of those. But there's also a spot on your player board that you can take those for free. So if you really are like want to make sure that you have as much hand manipulation as possible, you could take the spots off to get up to, to draw six cards instead of four. And you can also get rid of that thing to where you can really do a whole lot more. You know, oh, I can just pick those one of those four cards up. That's great. It doesn't cost me anything. Or multiple of those cards doesn't cost me anything. And I can hold six cards. So... I think he does a good, really good job about balancing that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, just I, to prevent it. I mean, I do. There's no doubt that when you're drawing and stuff, that there is a chance that you just get hosed in a game. And you're not drawing what you want, right? Um, but yeah. those things can help mitigate that a lot. Yeah, they definitely can. They definitely can. And I don't want it to sound like I was complaining either about the the, the influence track. I think it's just a personal preference. I wish it wasn't as high. It's not like this bitter feeling that I have because I got yeah. destroyed. Because of the influence track, although I did, so I will. Um, I, I wanted to mention that. Let's the, talk about that a little more. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the story cards, um, because you know when I when I heard about this, when you know you have this this big deck of story cards that that play out, and they put different cards into the deck. They put different tiles for uh, for questing on the board. Questing is that the right word? Did I sure? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, different tiles for questing. So a lot of different things that change not big things but little things that change throughout the game and i thought when i heard about that i was like well that's pretty lame like it just didn't sound very exciting but then playing with those cards i actually enjoyed it i thought it was neat i I thought it was and it wasn't just like a tacked on thing but you're adding these new cards into the deck you know based on players that come into the story and i think that's really cool and it changes the game it makes you kind of want to play through this campaign-ish style, I guess, yeah. of game. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 It was fun. It's cool. Now, you don't have to play with those. Like, there is a, a very, you know, a way that you can play with just a kind of variable setup. Um, but if you want to do that, it was it was cool. It didn't, it didn't blow my mind again, but I'm not a huge story guy in the first place. Not always. Um, especially unless the story, if the story really, if it's hugely prevalent, then I get into it. But it's not hugely prevalent in this game. So I liked it. I didn't love it, but I, I do like them, though. Yeah, I think it, it it adds some variability to a game that already has a lot of variability. Yeah, it does. I like it. Because yeah. there's so many different ways to victory in this game, I believe. Yeah, I agree with that. Another thing, um, like maybe the last thing that I'll talk about that I really enjoy about this game are the synergy tokens. The synergy tokens are these, and I hope I can explain this well, but like you'll have cards that you'll put into your tableau that may give you a synergy token that has, for example, a house icon on it. Well, what happens is, is that house icon might set off bonuses that are already on your tableau or in your hand that you can then play. And then it might give you two more on the income track or, you know, three more on the victory point track or whatever. And I know that I can't explain it super well, except, I mean, you know what I mean, Dean? Like it's kind of, it may sound bland or boring me talking about it, but those tokens are brilliant. Fister, if you're listening to this, man, Way to go. Those tokens <laughs> almost make the game and that card play for me. It's just, they're fantastic. Yeah. Trying to, it's that combination, getting the combos going, your cards with your synergy tokens, with all these things going on, just so much fun. Yeah, I like games that make me feel clever. And that synergy that you mm-hmm. talk about makes me makes me feel clever. Yeah. Even you if were I really destroyed. going for those too. Yeah, 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 I definitely was. Yeah, so I love those things, man. That's great. They're uh, so great. 
I, I I'm ready to move on to our to our final thoughts. I agree. If you are. Um, I agree. And I, and I can I could just jump into that. So for me, I don't know what my expectations were for this game because <laughs> I you know I've been wanting to play Great Western Trail for a while. It hasn't happened. Uh, and this one you know obviously has some similarities there. And so I had decent expectations for this one. I you know I definitely wanted to play it. I was. I was really surprised at how much I like this game. This is this one is a lot of fun, and it's for me. This is kind of like that higher end of brain burnery games that I want to play. Like this, what what's the weight on this one? Did you say that? Three? It's almost. I didn't say that. It's almost four. I think uh, I've got it right here. Three point eight eight. Yep. Right now, I don't like to play games that are much heavier than this, but this one wasn't. It wasn't it wasn't difficult to play, and it it was just like the brain burnery came in because I wanted to do really really well, and I wasn't. But I, I still really enjoy this game. All the things that we've talked about, I like. I like moving up on the tracks. Influence track isn't my favorite, but the fact is, you can you can kind of spread out what you want to do and get points in a lot of different ways. Yeah. We, we didn't even you really the mention the explorer track yeah. that much. I mentioned but, it a little bit, but yeah, right. I mean, that could get you a lot of points at the end of the game if you went up that track a lot. Yeah, so anyway, I, I like it. like the story elements. For me, this game is an 8.5. That's a, a pretty really high story. praise for me yeah. for this type of game, for sure. That is, actually. That's... I'm trying to think through the this this weighted of game. This would be your probably game of the year at if you wanted to do like if you're talking about like heavier euros. Probably I think that's that's probably yeah. right. This yeah. is it's it's rated the same for me as Concordia. How about that? Wow, yeah. I mean, it's the same weightish <laughs> around as like Paladins, but apparently you like this quite a bit more because you gave it another whole point. Yes, yeah, yeah I definitely. So like that's that's what I was thinking of games like that. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I had ridiculous expectations for this game. I'm like Dean, like I, I'm I, Alexander Fister. I just, I love his games. Um, and on top of that, I just kept hearing really good things about this game. It's just, and so I had really high expectations. I love um, Great Western Trail. I absolutely love it. I really like Mabasa. Like we talked about Blackout Hong Kong, uh, Port Royal. Oh my goods. Expedition to New Dell. <laughs> There's not a game. The only game I haven't played of his is Room Service. Uh, which I would love to try because I heard it's a really I heard it's a really good game. Um, but um, everything that we mentioned, uh, the card play in this game, the synergy tokens, all the tracks that you're going up, the I like the area control thing. There's just a lot of really cool mechanics that come together exceptionally well in this game, and uh, I just love it. I feel like Dean. I have been given some high scores lately. Um, I really do, but it's because we've re- we've done the last. I don't know. The last month or two, we've been doing some Essen games that you and I were both just super right. hype. I yeah. mean, like, these are the games that we were ex- most excited about for the year. So games like Paladins that I really enjoyed and Alibari that I liked a lot. Um, yeah. and But this one, this one is uh, going to get another really high score, y'all. And, and wow. If you go back over the course of the year, it's not, um, I'm not going to give out a whole lot of these. But I think I gave a few of these out this year. Uh, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Yowzers. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I actually it could thought be you higher. might give it higher. It, it yeah. could be. Um I just I want to play it even more before I go go up higher. Uh, but no, I mean I think I'm solid on on the nine for now. Nine out of ten, which means that this is absolutely one of my top games of the year. Maracaibo is fantastic. It got a lot of praise and absolutely deservedly deservedly so. I love this game. If you're into mid to heavyweight Euros, you I, you have to check this out. Yep, that's so it. It it diverbs a an eight and a half from me and a nine from John. You like that? Diverbs. Diverbs. Is that what you said? 
Yeah, the Meeple Town heat just kicked off. You hear a little noise <laughs> in the background. <laughs> a little, little chilly in Meeple Town today. So, all right, that yep, eight and a half for me, nine from John. What's the what's the cost of this, John? Oh. <laughs> Wait until he took a drink. I'm sorry. I just took a, I just took a drink of hot tea, and then I tried to swallow it down my gullet, down my throat, and it was like. The oh. funny thing is, I have it. I have it kind of pulled up. Oh here. my gosh, it was so hot. Oh, <laughs> Dean, you're trying to scald me, man. You're trying to scald me. Okay, so um, here I'll. I've got it up here. One second, Dean. Oh my gosh. Okay. So on uh, boardgameprices.com, we have. It's actually start. It's yes, yeah, really. It's tough to tough to find. Yeah. The base game. Um, now, whenever they did the Kickstarter, they had uh, the regular and the deluxe edition. So I think the regular edition is roughly like it's fifty three dollars on a couple size, fifty six dollars on miniature mart, um, and then it, the, the deluxeified version was eighty dollars, I think, um, something like that. So I don't I don't know how much they're selling that deluxeified version anymore. And it was seventy five dollars, I think, for the deluxe version on at Capstone. And then it was forty something, I think, for the regular version. So if you can get the base game for like fifty, fifty five bucks without any of the deluxified stuff, let's just talk about that. That's yeah. worth it. Yeah, that's, that's way worth it. Nine out of ten, absolutely. This is a lot of game in a box. Yeah, and there's a lot of different. Like when Dean was talking about the story cards, there's different tiles that can go out over the board that change the story. And there's like a whole bag, a whole box, you know, thing of story, you know, story tiles that can change the change the game dramatically so yeah totally worth it it's an amazing game yep all right that's maracaibo let's go on to our top five anticipated games of 2020 all right it's the moment you've been waiting for we're going to talk about games we're excited about for 2020 but here's the deal we haven't even talked about our favorite games from 2019, John. What is going on here? Dude, next episode. Get ready. Get next. ready, Mapletown. <laughs> Come on down to Mapletown. To Mapletown. We sell syrup here. Yeah, that sounds sweet. <laughs> hey, that should be some of our swag on our website. Maple syrup from Maple Mapletown. That's in a meeple bottle? That's right. That would be dope. That would be exciting. Oh, like Three <laughs> people would be really excited about buying that. Um, okay, so next episode, we have some games that we haven't played from 2019 that we thought we would like to play these before getting exactly. to that moment. Yeah. Maracaibo is one of those, and you know we just got to play that in the last couple of weeks. So uh, look forward to that for next episode. But yeah. we decided to just go ahead and let's just jump into 2020. Forget mm-hmm. about 2019. That's what we do, and I hate that. I hate do when you? we're constantly looking forward. I do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, let me say, but I say I've had a blast making this list. I like to look forward. I just don't like whenever we constantly look forward. It is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, so for this list, do, do we have any parameters on this? Just this is games that are coming out that are listed as coming out in Correct. 2020. So we don't have control over whether or not they actually. That's right. Work. And there's actually a game or two on this list that I didn't put because I, it's, <laughs> It's some people are skeptical whether it will come out, and I was like, you know what, I want to put games because I want to look back and go, all right, did I play this or not? So anyway, I would, yeah. So there's a couple I I asked because I, even though it said 2020, it might not come out this year. Yeah, I would say there might be one, one of mine that won't come out, or actually maybe more than one. I'm not quite sure about my number three, but anyway, okay. So I'll start it off this time. John always starts it off. Um, All right. And uh, I typically have the better list, which is why I want to end strong. This time I might not have a better (laughs) list. You've been waffling on your list lately. I always waffle on the list of projected games because it's really tough. Like, there's 18 pages of 2020 games on Board Game Geek. 
And that's a lot, a lot of pages of games to go through. And you just see the name and you're like, oh, who designed that? Who published that? And you have to click on it and go through. So I, I can go ahead and tell you I didn't go through all those games. Because, I mean, here's something that we could briefly mention. What is your biggest draw to a new game? Is it the design? Like, if you're looking forward to games in 2020, is it generally the designer? Or is it the theme? Or I know that it can vary for sure, but what would what would you say your number one thing that would draw you to a game is? I think that it depends. Typically, the publisher's not unless it's there's like a couple, a few Stonemaier publishers. You, really like. you know, there's yeah. some that it, like they they almost always hit for me, and so um, so there's that aspect that is probably number three out of that. I would say the designer and theme are pretty close for me. I guess it's unequivocally designer for me. Yeah, I know. It's I just like, I mean, I'm not, I'm trying to think about what my list here, but it's, it's, if it's a designer I like, I can't wait to see what they're going to come out with. And yeah. that's where I, cause I, I just feel like it's, it is the safer bet to get excited about. Um, but you know, Hey, I may be surprised by something by new designers that come out and I love that. So mine are, our list, I, I feel pretty confident are going to be very different for one. Really? And two, when I was making this list, I was like, Oh, this will be easy. But then every game that I was looking forward to are things that I'm interested in kickstarting, and they don't come out until 2021. And I'm mm. like, oh boy, oh dear. And so <laughs> that was kind of fun. That's the actual noise oh. that I made whenever I was making this. So anyway, I feel pretty confident. We might have completely different list. How about that? I'm excited, and we will not, by the way, give any honorable mentions or anything because we're going to come out with a top ten video. So be looking for that here in the next several weeks as well. That's right. Is it go time? I heard you drinking that water there. Is it go time? Got to got to wet that whistle. <laughs> wet the whistle. All right. Ready? Man, I yes. Okay. <laughs> Will you please just give us your number five? <laughs> number five from Dean is from. You want to guess? I'm going to get you to guess that based on the things that I throw out throw out okay. at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Publisher Thunderworks Games. Nothing for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Designer. Uh, there's three different designers that I'm not. Uh, aware of so key i mean i'm aware i'm trying of to think of what know. thunderworks i don't man i don't know if i've even keith matejka i really peter andrew ryan cartographers uh, listen up Sorry. peter andrew ryan james william ryan this is a follow-up to role player oh yeah i can't remember what it's role called. player adventures yeah adventures that's right. I, I knew that this i, I figured i should this have probably, thought of that when you said thunderworks it wouldn't, My bad. i figured this wouldn't be on your list so role player wasn't was a fun game to me the expansion did not do it for me but the base game itself i thought was fun not like mind-blowing for me but i still sure. enjoyed it but in role player adventures this is a uh, it is a storybook board game for one to four players set in the world of role player. You inhabit characters, face challenges, and make decisions that will change the story as they progress um, through the adventures and side quests. So this is a very thematic version, kind of follow-up to role player. And I, Cartographers fits in that realm too, right? That's in the same world. Is that right? Is Yes, it yes. is. It is. Okay. Sorry, I just I, okay. had to, I had to just verify that in my brain. Yes, it does. So anyway, I'm interested in that. Now, if you are a big role player fan, you probably will love this because you can actually use your players that you've created from role player, which I think is oh, really cool. It's like neat. you can use, if I remember right, you can use these uh, the the characters that they have created, or you can make your own. I think that's right. But that's I, I know that you can use characters from role player. But anyway. I've never played a role player, so yeah, it's mm. fun. It's fun. That's what I've heard. I know some people that love it though. I don't, I don't know if it'll be my, I'd love to, I'd like to play it though, for sure. It's one of those ones that I've always not been that excited about playing, but I've had it in the back of my mind that I would like to try that one. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's one I'm looking forward to playing in 2020. Number five. Not on your list, I'm guessing. Number five by John. You said that for you, so I wanted to do that for me. I didn't do it like that. It was more like Eric Summer than mine was. I was trying to be unique. Really? I thought that's who you were trying to be. Was I? Wait, let's re-roll the tape. <laughs> number five. All right, so my number five is one that could be on your list. This would be the only one I would think might be on your list. It's not. You know what? I, what is it? No, oh, I don't know. You gotta give me some clues. Well, I thought that. I mean, you were very confident that it's not on your list. I just don't think these are games that are on your list. Reiner Knizia. It's not on my list. Really? It might be my top ten. Maybe you're talking okay. about my city. My city. Yeah. Yeah. So my city. So this is a Reiner Knizia game coming out um, by Cosmos, and this is a legacy game that consists of 24 episodes. Um, here's the reason it's number five is because I'm worried that I'll never play it. <laughs> all the way through <laughs> right but it sounds like there's not a lot about it but the the short description sounds super interesting that like it's a civ game dean you you're always looking for civ games man yes you're always looking for civ games you are going to be um going through um early pre-industrial and pre-industrial industrial oh dear goodness <laughs> English it's early tough. pre-industrial stages and progressing through industrialization, which sounds so cool. The theme sounds amazing. It's so exciting. Um, it's, you've got 12 episodes, and then it says, um, for uh, repeatable play, there's another side of the board. <laughs> so, holy play. You but can, I think you can play, right, you can play that other side of the board without doing the the uh, legacy aspect right it's possible maybe maybe not actually i might have said that and been wrong whenever i said that did i tell you that you did yeah i think yeah you did it just says offers it for repeatable play so it's probably not that okay i was thinking that like it's the non-legacy side of it but i I want to say i I thought thought rado said that as well maybe maybe he did I, i might be totally wrong but the reason why this one's not on my list is because i don't have expectations of that being that elusive Civ game that I'm looking for because You're it's right. Reiner Knizia. And you know, he's my top five game designer. He is my number five, I think, but not because of like super thematic sure. Civ games. So, yeah, I'm just really, I'm, I, I like a good Civ game. And I don't know, it's just, it's really interesting to me. Um, this short description. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in what this is. This is my, um, risk. Uh, risky pick. That's why I put it at number five. I would say like it could be a top game I've ever played, or it could be one where I'm just kind of like, like right now I'm thinking of, um, oh, era, <laughs> you know, where I just like a middle evil age where I was just kind of like, eh. yeah, I was kind of pretty excited about that, and it was just pretty flop. Uh, I mean, for, it, you. for me, it's a good game though. That is still a good game. I just meant like because of how excited I was about that. But it's anyway. not like you had expectations that it would be a ten or a, anything. No, like that, but I just... thought it would be like a you know. An yep. eight or plus, and it wasn't. That's kind of what me. role player adventures for me. It's not like that. That's more of a risk for me because um, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know much more of them. What the information that I gave, but uh, yeah, I I think um, if if I were going to put uh, reprints on my list, I'm gonna <laughs> because you're talking about Civ games. Clash of Cultures was one I considered putting on this, putting on my list, and it would have been like number one or two. But I didn't because it's a re. I think it's a straight up reprint that WizKids is doing. But I think that's the game that I'm looking forward to being my Civ game for this year. Mm. We'll see. All right, my number four. Number four. What was that? I'm just trying to be different. You sound different. like a squeaky boy. We don't want to be. Uh, we don't want to be Dice Tower. We want to be our own thing. 
That's true. We want to be uh, David Pumpkins, right? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> David Pumpkins. I have no idea who that Look is him up. or what that means. YouTube. Okay. On SNL. Yeah. Do you know who Tom Hanks is? Do you know what SNL is? What? What? Tom? What is? Is he a he's, singer or something? He's David Pumpkin. <laughs> he's his own thing, man. I've never seen the David Pumpkin. I've never seen All Tom right. Hanks do That's that. That's a list of two things you got to look up. I mean, obviously, right. know who Tom Hanks is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the the podcast, the Office Ladies, was the other one. <laughs> oh, I was like, do you really not think I know who that is? Uh, you might know his his son Colin Hanks from. <laughs> Orange County. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. So my number four, we are off track. Mm-hmm. Let's focus. All right. Number four for me is a game that I have no idea if this is going to be a complete bust, but... Probably will be. It might be. <laughs> it very well could be. It is from Fantasy Flight Games. It is a two-player only game. Got it? No, I don't... The non-two-player version is in my top 50 games of all time. Some Lord of the Rings game? Cosmic Encounter. Oh, yeah, Duel. yeah, yeah. I should have thought about that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know much about this game at all. I just know that I like my eyes popped out of my head when I saw that. because I'm I was interested like, in this. How? How could this be a thing? Because of the player interaction and, and how Cosmic en- Encounter itself is such a good game at a high player count. And, uh, it's going to have to be a lot different, isn't it? I think so. I think so. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so I don't really have much to say, but in Cosmic Encounter, like you're trying to... Uh, be the one to to reach the, I mean you're you're gaining points to to be the one to uh, to to reach five points before other players do, but it happens by trying to take over other people's planets and yeah. I don't know how this is going to work in a two player game, but I'm interested to find out. And the other thing is like you're randomly battling against other players in Cosmic Encounter, whereas. Uh, this one, like, you're not going to draw to who you're going to attack, I would imagine, because you're going to attack the same person every time. But anyway, we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Cosmic Encounter Duel. This one is a another maybe slight hesitation, but I'm, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get it for sure. You're not selling me on your list right now. Well, it's going to be the most amazing game of the year. There you go. There you go. All right. Your number four. My number four is uh, the dice game for a game I love. And that is Twa Dice, baby. Yep, I knew this was going to be on your list. So, yeah, here's the thing, though. I almost didn't put on the list because it's a roll and write game. Why didn't you let me guess? I thought you were going to give me oh, hints and I could guess you it. Would've... Yeah, sorry. I will let you guess the rest. All right. Um, so, I'm not a huge roll and write fan. I'm not against them. I've just never ran into any that I thought was through the roof. I've played several that I really like. Anyway... But I watched a video. There is one video on BGG, and it looks really cool, really neat to see. I'm not going to go over all that, you know, the mechanics to bore you all. But there's some really cool, really neat decisions that you're making in this in this roll and write game that has this twa feel to it. It looks really cool, and I honestly, that's it. I can't wait to play this. It's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> Do you think? I bet you play twa dice before you play twa. That is very likely. I bet I get this game, we review it on somewhere, and you have to play this before you've even played Twa. That might be one that we need to... Uh, it's it's a possibility. Playing it's back possibility. to back or something like that? Yeah, I think we so. We say we need to do a lot of things, and we don't. We don't do anything. I'm super excited about this game. I wasn't... Honestly, it wasn't going to make the list till I watched the video. Because I'm just... I was just... It would... Yeah. Because I'm skeptical of Rowan Wright's being great, but I watched it. And I was like, "Wow, some neat things." Yeah, yeah. This, it, this 
funny enough, actually was a consideration for my top 10. It might be in my top 10. I don't know. I'm not that far yeah. yet, but um, I'm, I'm interested in this. All right. One that you, I know is not on your list as well. You ready to guess? Sure. Mm-hmm. Druid City Games, Skybound Games. That's They're the ones that did Sorcerer City, mm-hmm. that we just talked about. Uh, also did uh, Grim Forest, which is a game that I like. One of the designers was uh, Tim Eisner, who also did Grim Forest. Ben Eisner, who did, um, I think, Tidal Blades. Is that right? Yep. I'm not sure. And then maybe had uh, Grim Masquerade or Grim Forest, one of those. Ian Moss, who did Dulasaur Island. Oh, uh, it's oh, themed Christ. around what is that called? Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, um, Wonderland's it, War. Wonderland's War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I'm pumped about this game. I am too. I it didn't make my list, but did? Mm-mm. Oh, did not. No. Okay, I got you. Uh, so in this game, you are looking at amazing components. I'll say that right off the bat. That's the thing that draws me in and the theme. Yeah, because I mean, they just they put out good games with great components. Yep. I think. Uh, anyway, so this is a, it's a drafting bag building area control game for two to five players with that theme. Uh, this almost was higher on my list. I was going to say, this seems like this could be a, even a number one for you. I mean, look, look at those miniatures. Dude. I know it. All the, you gotta do is put some miniatures out there. He's like, 10! <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I am so shallow. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to painting those ones. I haven't even painted Grim Forest, but if I get this game, I will paint this for sure because Wowzers, it just looks really good. That is my number yeah, the art's really three. Good. It is all, I mean, everything like from uh, and from my eyeballs looks amazing. When is that supposed to come out? Do you know off the top of your head? 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I was asking for a little bit more specific. I felt like it was kind of earlier in the year, but I might be totally wrong about that. Uh, oh, no, no, no. They haven't run the Kickstarter for this yet, have no, they? No, I don't think so. Oh, wow. And they, it, it could, who knows? It might not even be out this year, though. It's supposed to be, though. I, th- I got this confused with another game that's not on my list as far as the, the date that it's coming out. So, yeah, I don't think it's Kickstarter yet. The Kickstarter date is i think quarter one of 2020 so it should be should be soon someone on, someone on, yeah there we go yeah is that what you're gonna say yes sorry yeah so that's it'll i'd probably be here at essen huh <clears throat> think we'll see I don't i'm know. interested in that one it says 2020 so i'm sticking with it all right so my next one i'll give you a chance to guess um is out of this world cosmic encounter duel oh oh uh uh yep Martin Wallace game. What's it called? Is that it? Rocket Men. Rocket Men. Britain men. Britain, Britain, in, da, in, in in, it's not Rocket Man. Okay? <laughs> I nailed the lyrics on that song, though. <laughs> but it's Rocket Men. Rocket Men. All right. Rocket Men by Martin Wallace. A space deck building game. Um, I've watched a video on how to play it. It looks really, really intriguing. It's like a modern kind of space race game, which I thought was really interesting as well. Because a lot of times we go back to the the Cold War, and you know, or not, not even that, like way before that, actually. Um, all, and so, like, this is like a modern kind of space race game where you're uh, deck building, and it looks like you know the only thing. Uh, I'm, I'm worried that I might be a little light for my taste. I'm not really sure. Um, but anyways, you put Martin Wallace with a space game and add deck building to that, I'm in. I'm all in. Yep. You would think I would, too. The only thing that I'm hesitant on is after, you know, Nanty narking I'm a little a little gun-shy on, on, on Mr. Wallace. I mean, I love Martin Wallace games. Yeah. It's I surprising that this one's not on my list. I would say... I don't know. I, I, I know. 
I feel pretty confident it's going to be in my top 10. I was going to say, I'm surprised it's not on your list. I haven't watched the video yet. That's that's a thing, cause it, which is kind of weird because I haven't watched a videos on A lot of multi-purpose cards and stuff. Yeah. You're shooting them up or going up or using the money to buy things or using actions. It, I think that, yeah. I think it's I'm on a Kickstarter like right now, by the way. And when this episode releases, there'll be like seven days left. And it is cheap. The The base version of this on kick... I'm just going to say, let's just pull it up right here. The standard version of this is 23 pounds, 31 American US dollars. Yowzers. And that comes with the game, the rocket and launch pad miniatures, and moon and Mars metal coins. Wow. Yeah. So... Anyway, that's uh, like two metal coins. There's a, I don't I don't know. Okay. But that's, I'm just telling you. I don't. This is they haven't sent me a copy. They haven't offered to send me a copy or anything. I'm that is just totally on my own. Saying that sounds like a great a great deal. They have a some more deluxified versions for forty six pounds and different things like that. But still, that's uh um you know it looks good. All right, my number two is a space game. You ready for this? Cosmic Encounters Duel. Nailed it. I put it at my number four and my number two. Because that's how excited I am about it. Oh, that would have been smart. Number two. (laughs) Let me me reverse this. All right, so space game. This is, okay, I mentioned that uh, Clash of Cultures was a game I did not put on my list because it's a reprint. This is a reprint as well. However, I believe that they changed some of the rules on this. It's a revised and upgraded version. Okay, this was a Kickstarter that should have been out in like September, I believe. It is a. It hasn't come out yet. No, no, it's 2020. 2020. I mean, I know, but yeah, that was. A but but question. I'm pretty some sure people say there are no stupid questions. Maybe not September. Maybe, but it was supposed to be out last year at some point. Uh, did you this back was it? a game that was rated really, really high on BGG for a long time. I did not back this. Um, it is a not cheap Kickstarter game, as opposed to the one you were just talking about. You getting you getting there? I'm it's not a really, Euroy game. I'm very bad at deduction games. Right. <laughs> I think I'm proving it right now. It starts with an E and ends in Eclipse. Eclipse is the <laughs> name. Eclipse, Second Dawn for the Galaxy. I didn't actually have my eyes on that at all. I would have never guessed that because I would oh, have. I'm not yeah. saying it may be amazing. I just didn't pay any attention to that. No, I've never played Eclipse. That's the thing. Like if I had played Eclipse and this was coming out, it probably wouldn't be on my list, but I've not. And I've been holding off until this game comes out because I really want to play it. I just couldn't pull the trigger in the Kickstarter. Couldn't do it. But I'm really pumped about this. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. And it is uh, a game where you are <laughs> exploring space. It's it's that... Um, it's the... There are people that say that this is more Euro-y than thematic. But I think, I think I would really enjoy this one. I think it's going to have some good shining theme in it. Especially with this upgraded version. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Eclipse. That's it. Number two. Do you want more information about that? Well, I just know that my next game that I give is going to eclipse that one. So, all right. If you're expecting a laugh, maybe I should put some of that canned laughter into our into our soundtrack, like, like Full House and Family Matters and all those TGIF shows we used to watch back in the day. Meeple Town was filmed before a live studio audience. Seinfeld. <laughs> Let's talk about actually a good show. Seinfeld. That was a good show. It. Yeah. Let's talk about a bad show. Let's rank these Friends. three. Friends, those are fighting, office, those are fighting words to Dean. Friends, Office, and Seinfeld, rank them. Mm. Wow, I'm gonna have to say. Office. I just ranked them for. I you. have to say Office just because I've watched more of it, though I have a hard time putting anything above Seinfeld. But Friends is not even there's. It's, I wouldn't even put it on the list. How dare you? I know. 
Okay. So my friend's office, Seinfeld. My I num- like Seinfeld. Can I you get it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Number number two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who does number two work for? Oh, that's good. That's good. So my number two is a... (laughs) Trying to be really dramatic. Okay, it's a game by someone who we recently reviewed one of his games. And I enjoy all of his games that I've played. Alexander Pfister. Nope, there's nothing for him right now. All right. That anyone's... But it would be (laughs) if there was. Uva Rosenberg? Have we done an Uva Rosenberg game no, recently? We haven't. <laughs> You're right. Who did uh, So maybe maybe the deduction is not so good. Simone Luciani? I don't <laughs> All right. Just so say who it is and then I can guess it. Shim Phillips. Oh, I don't even know the name of the game. Viscounts of the West Kingdom. Oh uh, yeah. Which I actually read a thread of people arguing about how to say that. Because it's not obviously Viscounts, but Viscounts or Viscounts and just different ways. So hey, that is uh the way that Shim actually had it pronounced. So I'm going to go with that, y'all. If I didn't say it right, then, hey, you can go on YouTube or go on the podcast and, you know, get angry like people do sometimes. Why do people get so angry about mispronunciations? People are just angry. You know what I mean? Like, I'm from the U.S. If you say something a different way than I say it, who cares? I just don't care. What There's if somebody so called much you, more in life what if somebody than getting you, angry about pronunciations. What if somebody called you Joan? Would that hurt your feelings? I would say, what's or up? Like, cool. I don't care. I, I, I really don't care if someone's like, hey, Joan. And it kind of sounded like that. I could give three rats behinds. Wow. Wow. That's it. I could care less. You could care less? I could care <laughs> less. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Oh, I boy. could not care less. There I'm serious. Go. I just, I, 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 Who cares? Wow, life is so fun and exciting to go around telling people that they're not pronouncing things and getting angry about it. What a waste of time. So right. Viscount. Yes, <laughs> Viscount. So Viscounts of the West Kingdom. There's not a lot about this. I did hear that the weight is going to be somewhere between architects and paladins. So that may be, Dean, that Dean perks, just... That perks up that my perks, ears. I thought that that would perk your ears up. Now, I was a little bit... I loved paladins because it was a little heavier. And so I was like... Ugh. But hey, there's a rondelle in this game in the middle. I like that. Dude, I'm telling you, that's, there's not a lot more that I know, but I'm going to show you. I'm going to turn this around and show you a picture. Yeah, funny enough, I didn't even look at this look one at that because thing. I. Yeah, yeah. That look looks at that, cool. baby. That looks cool. Yeah. Is that a dragon? What is that thing? It's a horse. A guy oh, on a horse yeah. with a flag. I was really excited for a second there. I was about to change my list. He, almost, he was like, is that a dragon? He was about to, <laughs> about to crack his voice. Did that horse have wings? He was about to get. He had a, he's a, a guy holding a giant flag. So, anyways, it's set at a time when a king's when the king's reign began to decline, circa 1980 A.D. Choosing peace over prosperity, our own strong king began offering our enemies sold and land to lay down their axes. Wait, did you say 1980 A.D.? That's when I was born. 980 A.D. I think I said 980. I was like, that doesn't look but like peace is a tenuous <laughs> affair. Anyways, this just sounds um, really interesting. It says that you're going to construct buildings, you're going to write manuscripts, um, you're going to be working in a castle, acquiring new deeds, and you're going to be doing it with your townsfolk and stuff like you do in his other games. Uh, same artist. I'm sure it looks exactly the same. Um, wow. I'm he. Shim is doing a great job. He's doing a great job, man. He's coming out with, with great that. games. And uh, I'm just... This is why it's my number two. I'm just... Because now... After like Paladins, like I just know it's going to be a good game. 
Is it going to be a great game? I don't know. But I, this is going to be a good game. How many how many different types of dragons are in the game? None dragons. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I mean, it doesn't mention dragons. I got to be honest. When I saw that dragon meeple, I was super pumped. It's not a dragon. <laughs> well, definitely not that. Why it's not on my top five. All right. So my number one does have dragon-like creatures. <laughs> All right. All right. I, you won't guess the name of this, but I'm going to give you hints anyway. All right. Come on, Limited. That's... That publisher that I'm always interested Ock. in. Uh, no, because I don't think that's coming out this year, yeah. even though I think it says it. That, oh, yeah. That's why that that would be number one on my list, but it's not because I bet it won't come out this year. Um, Eric Lang was involved in, in the design team on this one. This was a Kickstarter that I did back, and it is called Trudvong Legends. Do you know it, anything about this? Nothing. This game is going to be amazing. Cool. It better be. Sell me, baby. All right. So, steeped in epic Nordic and Celtic myths and sagas, it places players in the role of legendary heroes who make their mark on a dynamic, ever-changing fantasy world. So, in this game, you're playing out this this story on the board. But, depending uh, on the choices that you make in the game, there, there are these little pockets on the board where you can put cards into. Uh, like, sleeves on that are, board. like... Like taped to the board, essentially. It's not taped. It's it's really high quality. You're really selling me. On so it, right now. <laughs> it has these pockets on the board that you put cards into, and that will those cards determine like the thing that has happened in the game. So like, let's say I punch John in the face in this location. Then a card goes there saying that I punched John in the face, and John doesn't like me in this location. That's not wow. an actual thing that happens. But but the the changing environment of the game. So it's almost like mm. legacy style. It's not it's legacy not. because it's not like permanent changes. That's interesting. And you, you can reset it, but the cards will, will determine that. And there's a bunch of cool miniatures. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's, that's really what did it. Okay, that's I'm it. sorry. I'm very shallow. Uh, plays in about 60 minutes, which is a big plus for me. Um, each of these really? different scenarios plays plays pretty quickly. So I'm pumped about this game. Players that played this at Gen Con, Gen Con I think, uh, I heard a lot of good feedback from people, but the problem is there wasn't a ton of information because it is story driven, and they don't want to give away any of the the story. So anyway, that is Trudvon Legends. That could very well not come out this year as well, but if it does, that is my number one anticipated game of 2020. Wow, that's it, man! That's Amazing. It. That's it for me. For you? Yep. Yeah, I'm not done. I'm just trying to build up. Um, you were about to give up because that game was so good, and you were, and I, I pushed it. I, I mean, I I'm interested. I'm interested in it, but I'm not like super excited about it. All right, let's hear what you got. All right, That's so a dumb game. So my game, my number one game, um, is a game by Board and Dice, and one of its designers is Daniele Tacchini. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it's called? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, you're, and David Tursky. Yeah, I said that right. The the game that's coming out, do you mean? Yeah. I know I can see the picture in my head. Tekinu? Yeah. Tekinu? It's like a like a um like Egyptian thing yes. game. Yeah. So for those who don't know, we're talking about Tassini who's done like Zulkin. Now, of course, Voyages of Marco Polo, if you've listened, and that's not our that's not our favorite. But Teotihuacan, Council of Four, Trismegistus, which I've never played yet, but I heard that was actually really good. And then, so he has done, I mean, some good games. And um, David Zerke is like an um, Anachrony, Dice Settlers, Cerebria, The Inside World. I, I've got this my number one because I am confident it's going to be a very a good game. I just think it's going to be really, really great. And so you're building this 
obelisk uh, to the sun, this big like monument, and it's a dice drafting game. So you're going to be excited about that. I like but that. But it's interesting. It has like a some kind of a, a thing where like the sh- where the shadow falls affects like what dice you can take and what actions you can take or different things like that. So you're choosing different gods that do different things, like can help you build and construct in the temple, um, or you're getting blessings. I'm reading here that there's a lot. There's actually quite a bit. The board and dice did a really good job of putting a a good description of like what this game is. You know, sometimes. Like against like Viscounts, I don't really give you like this. Actually, does a really good job of like explaining all the different actions and the different scoring and how you're going to score the game and different things like that. So anyway, I'm just all in because of the designers, and I'm all in because I like dice drafting. It's a pretty fun thing, and this idea of like building this up and based on how many resources you have, and I don't know. It's just it's just it seems really intriguing to me. I think it's going to be fantastic. So I'm in. How about you? Uh, it will probably not make my top 10 yeah. list, I would say. But I'll play it. I, I for sure will play this game. I can't say for sure. More than likely, I'll play this game this year. And I'll say, meh. Really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, the, the things you, that you describe about it sound cool. Let me show you a couple things. But I need to... Uh, now, this is only have prototype. Miniatures? How many it's dragons? It's not a prototype, but there's a obelisk in the middle. Oh, that's cool. So there's hey. no. I don't see any dragon meeples. Where, where are they? I don't know. No dragons. All right. I I just think it's going to be fantastic. So that's no, I, I'm that's interested. why it's my number one. I think it's going to be great. That was in my all joking aside, like that really was in my list of games to consider for this year because I think it does look cool and um, and I'm not opposed to those designers by any stretch. So and the mechanics of that sound really cool. Yeah, I like the shadow idea where like if it's in the shadows and I think you can't take the dice or whatever. And so the way the shadow moves is like, yeah, kind of ch- changes that. It's kind of interesting. That's clever. Very clever. Yes, there it is, Dean. Our number f- top five games. Mm, number. F- <laughs> you sound like you're it's, still like debating whether you like your list or not. I'm I'm okay with this list, but the problem is, you know, you never know. You you never know. And I could have made a, a list of twenty five games easily, fifty games probably. Uh, at this stage in. Uh, of the year you know we're in january come this summer there's going to be so many more games announced that we don't even know about yet and games that are going to come out just you know wow the oh the, the stonemire games because he doesn't announce his until closer to time sure i'll be excited about that you know if Fister comes out with anything i'm down <laughs> okay here's let me throw this out there do you think any of these will be looking at the end of the year any of these will be your top in your top five games of the year I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I, um, to I think that sounds really, really cool. Like, it could be very, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I mean, Viscounts, I, Paladins will be in my top five. Now, if this is a little bit lighter, we'll see. You know what I mean? Right. It's still, I still think I, but I mean, that's a very strong possibility. I'm not sure about the Rocket Men being like, I'm, it's really high up there because I'm just really intrigued by it, but I'm not, at watching it, I was sitting there going, I'm really intrigued. I think it was going to be a good, solid game. I don't know if I'm going to be just like through the moon. <laughs> How about I see that? what you did there. My City is a risk. It could be like a number one game, you know, or it could be just a complete flop. So, um, and then Twa Dice, I have a hard time seeing a roll and right being in the top five. But it could be. Could be. All right, so. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't think any of yours would? Funny you know? enough, I could see one of yours being a top five game. <laughs> 
<laughs> so my list is better than Dean. Um, here's what I think. I think Eclipse will be a game that I really, really like a lot. I, I think that's probably the case. And Trudvon Legends. So I could see both of the Trudvon Legends. I could see both of those being top five games for me on the year. Uh, the other ones, who knows? But I could, you know, Rocket Men could be one that really jumps Source. up the list. You know, Source. Um, Anyway, blast so, off. It'll be interesting to to see come the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021 what we think of these games. So I don't think any of yours could make my list. No, I'm just. I just wanted to say Eclipse. Eclipse. I can't even really remember which one. Eclipse will make your top ten of the year. Book it. Really? Book it, dude. I'm. Hey, I'm. Hey, hey. In all honesty, Dean, my maybe my best game of the year was on your list last year which was glenmore 2 uh, that's true and it wasn't on my list so you know what you know more than i do last year you had job. wingspan on your list from last year i think right i did and that was one of my one of my top 10 of the year yeah, yeah. top 10 of the year yeah so that's uh maybe maybe my favorite will be on your list and your favorite will be on mine i could very That'd well be, be the case. awesome i'd really be surprised if trudfong Leg- legends makes your top five but we'll see <laughs> All right, well, that is going to do it for episode number 33 of Meeple Town Podcast. John, tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right, well, you can go to meepletowngames.com, as we mentioned earlier. Also on YouTube, we would love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel so we could hit that thousand mark. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Meeple Town Games, and we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. (laughs) 